to start it, or do you want? How do you want to start this? Uh, yeah, this is a a bonus to episode one thirty six. I think is, is is the number. This is Dark Souls and Coffee. Yeah, it is Dark Souls and Coffee. Yeah. Uh, AJ joined us again for the last episode and wanted to kind of just geek out a little bit about Dark Souls, where we've spent way too much time <laughs> on the normal show. So. Yeah, and I kind of missed all that, I guess. I didn't tune in until after you guys had already played through most of the Dark Souls games. It wasn't even that, really. It was like, we would bring it. We bring it up all the time. Yeah, still. still but like yeah. when, whenever we were playing through, like, 3 and stuff, that was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I've gone back and listened to a little of those things just because there's certain games in there that I want to hear you guys talk about that I'm curious about. But anyways. I'm going to let you kind of... Yeah, I don't know. Let take this where you wanted to take it. I don't know. You completed the game. Let's start there. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where to start. I just was curious um, as to how you interpreted your story and how I interpreted my story. If it would be like the same or different, um, I made the decision at the end of the game to not kindle the kiln of the first flame. Yeah, and you brought you brought the age of dark. I brought the Age of Darkness in, that is correct. Yeah. So, one of the things that interested me about Dark Souls, and it was Bloodborne kind of first, I guess, showed me how... I, I really liked that they had a um, specific like story element as to why you die and come back to life and mm-hmm. retry at levels all the time. Yeah. yeah. So that was one thing that like fascinated me like when I was playing this game. In Bloodborne, they had... The, the nightmare and and yeah. the the concept of the game was to rid the nightmare of monsters mm-hmm. so the entire game you're playing you're killing everything you're ridding the nightmare of monsters it, it all kind of makes sense in a thematically right in in the game and in the narrative um so dark souls i really liked that they had this this curse uh the curse of um the undead where you die and then you get reborn at a bonfire with like a little bit less of your humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, I really thought that was a cool concept that you know you take for granted in a video game that you die and restart and die and restart, and that's not that's never included right as part of narrative. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool, and um, I guess par for the course for me Miyazaki. Now that um, I've got into. Mm-hmm. And it, and all of the games have like, I mean, Dark Souls started it, and then one, two, and three are basically the same thing. But Demons had an okay narrative for that reason too. for that too. You were you were also undead, but it was more like you were, I you were you were kind of literally being reborn, not as undead, and progressively going hollow. It was just like we're 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 resurrecting you every time yeah <laughs> like yeah. In, in a way and it was because you're like one of the chosen ones or something yeah but yeah I, I love that aspect of dark souls and also how your your the whole thing is about like parallel dimensions and stuff uh-huh. too like i don't know if you got any of that like the way the reason that there's phantoms of other players and how you can summon them and whatnot is because they're the idea is that they're doing the exact same thing, and you're kind of they—they they are also the chosen undead, and you just happen to your worlds just happen to overlap. 
Okay, so here we go. This is exactly the conversation that I wanted to have. I did not interpret it as alternate dimensions. Oh, really? Um, there's a lot of of uh, comments in the game and hints and stuff that like the timeline is all jacked up. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. To me, um, that's true. The chosen undead thing. You're not the first chosen undead. You're mm. not the last chosen undead. You're just a chosen undead. So to me, the phantoms were other chosen undeads on the same quest that you were right. on different timelines. So I guess it's the same. It's thing. It's kind of the same thing, but not though. Yeah, like yeah. being in a different dimension is yeah. is like like the multiverse or whatever is kind of what it's like. But yeah. But that's how I always and, interpreted that, and, right. it, and it actually sort of. I'm sure, like with seems more, to be the way later on in the yeah, series. Yeah, like yeah. With more Souls games, I bet it would start leaning that way. Yeah. I, this one, I don't know that I got that. Um, but I get you know you do jump you do jump timelines at least a little bit with the DLC and everything. So yeah, and how cool is that? How cool is that you like uh, you you basically write the history of Artorius. Yeah, like you, you. It's sort of like um, and save the dusk of Uasil what, or whatever. What's, her name? what's that called? Like you, you rewrite history. Like everybody thinks he was the, the savior. He was the abyss walker. He was all this stuff, but it was actually you. Yeah. that did it because he was undead. Yeah, <laughs> he had failed. I th- I thought that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Souls is a cool game. Um, <laughs> it is a really cool game. So Goes without saying, my uh, my one thing that I struggled with. Not really struggled with, but the whole time I was playing this, you know, we've we've said that we thought the bonfire resurrection thing was cool. Yeah. Um, and Bloodborne, it had a clear path. You know, you were killing the beasts of the nightmare. Mm-hmm. There was like a lot of things in Souls that I didn't understand why I was doing them. Yeah. So I I I mean I looked things up, I read things, and this is kind of what I wanted to hash out, and it's why I chose. To not kill like the killing of the first flame at the end of the game. Oh, okay. Um, so you're you are the chosen undead. Uh, which whoever the guy is, I'm I'm I only played it once. I'm not like super up on my terms. Um, whoever falls into your cell at the beginning of the game and gives you the key for your cell. Oh, I don't even remember that. That's the beginning of the game. You're, yeah. You wake up in the cell. The guy stuffs a dead body into your hmm. into your cell, and um, it's a, he's a knight. And um, oh, it's the guy that gives you the Estus flask, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he recites to you the the, the entire uh, you know reason for you playing the game. He gives you the quest of the undead, the chosen undead. Yeah. It's seek the ringing of the bells or whatever. Okay. Yeah. And um, and it's it's worded really funny. Seek the ring of the bells and realize the quest of the chosen undead, or something like that. Mm. So, first first part of the game, I think is this is my interpretation, is a test. Um, a big portion of the first game is a test. Uh, you escape the asylum mm-hmm. of the undead. Yeah. Right? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Asylum undead right? asylum. Undead yeah. asylum. Yeah. And uh, you have to ring the two bells of awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, one is at the bottom of of uh, Blight Town, guarded by the witch, mm-hmm. uh, Kalag, Kulag, Kalag, whatever. Yeah, I've never really. And the I've other never one, heard anybody say her name. The other one is the top of the Belfry Tower, guarded by the gargoyles. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole first part of the game. 
when you ring the bells of the awakening, they actually awaken the giant mm-hmm. that has the door to Sen's fortress. He pulls a chain up and opens yeah. Sen's fortress. Yep. So you literally, the bells of awakening literally awaken mm-hmm. a giant, which I thought was kind of a cool little, duh, here it is in front of you thing. Did you ever hear anybody else ringing the bells? Because that was one of the things that was like kind of cool in that game. I don't know that it, I paid attention that much. I also don't know who would have been playing the 360 version at this point, but like, oh, but when someone does, but when someone can... does, when another player does, you could hear them ring the bell. And and now I don't know if it was ever actually like one to one, like somebody was playing right yeah, at that yeah. second, but occasionally if you pay attention you could hear a bell and that goes back to the like it's kind Multiple of like coming through. yeah it's it's like yeah. kind of coming through yeah. it's like breaking through into your world that somebody else is doing the same thing yeah that's yeah. cool yeah so um you awaken a giant uh and then right after you ring the bells that's when king seeker framped framped yeah first shows up yeah which number one his name is literally king seeker framed uh-huh. and that's what he's doing is looking for someone to yeah rekindle rekindle the first flame yeah so that that's a cool little detail uh and he gives you the quest of the undead so the original prophecy was realized the quest of the undead king Se- king seeker after you ring the bells comes to you and says um you must link the first fire. Yeah, you or must something. link the fire of the first flame. Yeah. So after that, it was unclear to me why you were doing what you were doing. I realized that Sen's fortress is supposed to be a, a test. Mm-hmm. And it was originally a test for Gwyn's knights. Okay. Okay. And then the top of the the top of the tower is guarded by the golem. Mm-hmm. Who guards the last what would have been the entrance to Anderlando? Yeah, and that gate's closed now. So you beat the golem, and then you get flown to Anderlando. Yeah. So all of that still a test, still makes sense within. Um, I just, I just what I, what I'm unclear about is like if if they want you to ring the. If they want you to ring or uh, light the flame Mm of the kiln, I don't know why they would put you through this grueling. Well, you have to. um, So I can talk to this because I brushed up on it a little bit, and it does sort of make sense. Like Gwyn, Gwyn is is a god. He was he's a god and worshipped as a god. Yeah, and they uh, he he split his soul out to. Uh, knights and whatnot. They're the they're also part of the test. Like um, they're like Ornstein and yes, uh, Artorius not. and all them. He so they're they're also part of a test for the chosen undead. But then also the great lords like Nito and the uh, Witch of Isolith and stuff. Um, you have to defeat them in order to get their souls for the Lord Vessel. Yeah. And by placing the Lord Vessel, that proves that you are worthy enough or strong enough or something to link the first flame like your soul is strong enough yeah like you've overcome the uh the dark sign or something it's something like that it's that's the general gist of what you're doing so my interpretation of the game um 
going back to the beginning with the with the uh, how they had the four souls, four major souls that were taken by the yeah. the lords or whatever. Yeah. Um, I kind of interpreted it, at, and I didn't watch Berserk, so maybe Berserk gave you some more enlightenment oh, that I did. No, I I always say Berserk like Dark Souls is heavily influenced by Berserk. It's it's like the aesthetic. It's, it's themes. Okay. It's the aesthetic and themes, not really, and not even themes so much, but like not the not the narrative. It not not the idea of the story at all. Okay, yeah. so I kind of understood it as like a parallel to uh, Greek gods. This okay. is how I interpreted okay. it as. When being Zeus. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he literally throws lightning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, in in Greek mythology, there's always the thing where the Greek gods are only in power because they are worshipped by humans. Mm-hmm. So, the more humans they worship, the more powerful the god is, that type of thing. So, it was interesting to me that... You know, it's unclear of where in the game narratively where the curse of the undead came from. Yeah, it um it says at some point in the timeline Yeah <laughs> there became this curse. Yeah. And it has something to do with because they because Gwyn originally ended the Age of Dark. Yeah. It 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 launched into existence the light versus dark and thing. the so, age of the gods that Gwyn and Andorlando and all the lords ruled okay? yeah and to me I believed when I I interpreted when I played this that the whole curse of the undead was orchestrated by Gwyn okay so hmm. The humanity and lighting the and kindling the bonfires with humanity, you have to use humanity to kindle the bonfires. Yeah, right. Is what kept what kept Gwyn like in power. In power and powerful. Mm-hmm. I never thought about that. And you know, there's a lot of lore into built into like uh, if you like read, you know, read item descriptions and you know, I, I kind of scour the internet for all my stuff, but yeah, when the kiln of the first flame started dying, um, they have like the witch of Isaloth that tried to rekindle it. Yeah, and, and then everything went and, wrong, and fucked up. <laughs> so she created the demons. Yeah. So it, it I, I believe that you know they had this whatever race of beings that the gods are. Yeah. Gwyn got this power, made the bonfires so that he could stay in power, and kept, like, what would have been humans kindling the fires as humanity. Hmm. The quest of the undead being um, what feeds his, like, they're basically, humans are basically batteries, I guess. Like, what, Huh. Every every time you die, you feed him humanity and... Yeah. It keeps the cycle going, kind of. Well, it's all cyclical in the first place. Yeah. Because even though, like, if you chose to link the fire, this all happens again. Well, that that's my that's my yeah. point. Yeah. Um, so, the King Seekers, the King Seeker is looking for someone 
to rekindle the first flame, basically sacrifice yourself mm-hmm. to the flame mm-hmm. for for Gwen. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Well, I mean, you kill him, so it's not really for him anymore. So it's kind of like you are you are now sort of taking his place in a way. Yeah. But to what end? You know. Yeah. That that's the one thing that's kind of like it, yeah, it's just all gonna happen again. And even if you choose not to do it, then it's just the age of dark. <laughs> so well, like what? So he, you choose to do it, nothing changes. Yeah. The bonfires are still being kindled. People are still losing their humanity. Mm-hmm. You choose to rekindle that flame. Basically, you just become Gwen. You're gonna be the next Lord of Cinder, that the next chosen undead, right? Tries to come kill. It perpetuates the. So. So to me, by choosing not to kindle the yeah. flame, you are ridding the curse of, of the undead, because you're ushering in the age of darkness. Okay. Which I interpreted as the age of man. Ah, being sure. like no sure. more rebirth. Yeah. Now it's we're we're getting to permadeath in real life. Yeah, <laughs> permadeath. Yeah. And <laughs> like humanity as we know it well, now. Well, there still is humanity though. Like there are still normal humans. That's the one thing that's kind of confusing about the universe is like it it's so focused on only the people that are cursed by the dark sign that that's all it's ever focused on. Everybody you come in contact with has almost certainly is undead now whereas they came from other areas of the world where they there are humans leading normal lives for the most part so see i didn't get that that's that's the thing that's really hard to understand and and also doesn't really make a ton of sense because like what are they doing and what is it what are the implications for them yeah yeah. (laughs) because they can still die yeah unless when they die they automatically are Undead. Like you're automatically undead, but the the some of the stuff that I've read is that you can kind of just get the curse if you're alive if you're still alive, and then and then would... and then you're banished to like this so, area of the world. Yeah. So the reason yeah. I didn't kindle is because I was trying to bring about the age of humanity. Yeah, your interpretation is much more it. sinister in a way. And <laughs> yeah, it is. And uh, I thought that if you if you choose not to kindle the flame. You yeah. know, you just walk out of the kiln. Yeah. And uh, the, like, ending cutscene that plays, it shows, uh, like, Kingseeker Frampt and Kath, who I never saw in the game. It will, because once you once you place the Lord Vessel, that means you're you're going down that path. Yeah. Like, you, like, you still can make the choice at the end, but you're going down the path of linking it. Yeah. And he doesn't yeah. want you to do that. Yeah. So... So, you see all the serpents, and they line up, and they bow to you, and I can't remember what they say, but to me, ushering in the age of man, having serpents there that were trying to persuade you to do one thing or the other, was a biblical reference to the Garden of Eden Mm -hmm. with the snake and Adam and Eve. Hmm. And you had Kath and in in game you have Kath and Frampt who are trying to persuade you to Frampt is trying to persuade you to light the yeah light the flame and Kath is pers- trying to persuade you not to he's trying to tell you to kill Gwyn and at the end 
it's definitely Framp that's bowing to you, and he says, he, like, says something where it, like, makes you believe that what he told you about lighting the flame was, like, not what he really wanted. Mm. Kind of. Huh. So, I was, I've never like, actually watched that ending. Yeah. You should. It's, it's kind of, it's, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but I just thought it was interesting, and I saw parallels with the Bible, and I know mm. Miyazaki's, like, a lot of his, uh... Like th- themes come from religion. He's re- he's got a lot of like religion and stuff in his. I mean, it's you can totally think of lighting the first flame as sacrificing yourself for the the yeah. betterment of man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Well, yeah, or the betterment of gods is how I interpret. <laughs> sure, it. yeah, sure, and, yeah. So that was just I don't know. That was my interpretation of the game. I thought it was cool, and I was curious to see like how you thought, like what you thought that lighting of the flame was at the end of the game. I and the entire journey up to that. I it's guess. a little hard for me to think back Cause to when I first it so played long, it, yeah. but like, and now having played three, which absolutely, it's like real. Like, hey, this is this is the what story, happened. and yeah, this yeah. is what happened. And Couple it, chances to rewrite what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like two, two takes place. Two, not to get too deep into two, but yeah, two has two has nothing to do with any of this stuff. Yeah, and it's kind of the, it's the first. It's the game that made me actually start to think, oh, there's alternate dimensions. There's parallel universes or whatever. Because there are things in 2 that are reminiscent of 1, like, just by looking at it, or areas, or the idea of the undead, and, like, there's giants, but they're kind of different giants and stuff. So then in 3, they kind of bring it all together, and literally the worlds are, like, collapsing in on each other. Yeah. And... And three was the game that linked one and two together, and three. Yeah, 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 and and three then goes even further into explaining how all that works, yeah. and like you, yeah, I'm I'm real excited for you to play that because you're kind of it it basically says everything is cyclical, but you can sort of end it for good in the third and one. Usher in the age of humanity. I didn't fully understand how they explained it, but like sort of like yeah. that, yeah. yeah, and it's it's really cool. Three three's awesome. Yeah. Like we we on the show we're always like, Yeah, it's a it's a really great Dark Souls game. Yeah. But by the time of you know, playing one, playing two to death, yeah, demons, uh, we hadn't played Bloodborne yet, but like three was kind of just like more of the same. But then if you step back and think about like the narrative the narrative what it stuff does to in the it, universe. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And yeah. it even it even comes back and like ties up some stuff with Gwyn. Uh, too yeah so it's awesome yeah like i mean his his children and stuff like y- did you catch that there's yeah, there's one yeah. that was written out of history yeah yeah like they explain that and who it was and what he it you have to f- kind of figure it out but it's pretty obvious well that's but that's like with everything in the game yeah it's and that's really cool it's one of the best boss battles in the series too that's sweet so the nameless king yeah <laughs> Yeah. It's funny that I even, I know that we've talked about it yeah, a couple times, yeah. and you've probably heard it, but yeah. that's he that is his his like son, cool. basically, cool. I believe. So that's all I really had. I just you know I was curious as to what you thought I was going to bring to the podcast. If you didn't. well, look, that would have been twenty minutes of Josh hating us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so that this is for you, Josh. We we split it out so you didn't have to sit there and yeah, grit your teeth and yeah. I mean, we've never really dived into the lore either. Like really? that's usually never what we talk that's about. Like it's like my it's favorite always, thing. About it's the always the gameplay. gameplay. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I mean, the lore, I've, I've told you, like, the lore was mostly lost on me. As, and in, like, in Bloodborne, first time I played Dark Souls, Demon Souls, I had no fucking idea yeah, what happened. Yeah. But, like, after that, I kind of just didn't worry about it. Yeah. Because uh, it is all gameplay for me. But I do like the lore. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. And I, and I love how it does do it all through mostly item descriptions and stuff. Yeah. It's not It's not explicit. It's just... You have to pay attention you to kind clues of have in to, the environment and... Yeah, you kind of have to intuit Actively yourself. engage everything to, yeah. to see the pieces fit into the... Yeah, and that also leaves it up to interpretation, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, so maybe we'll we'll come back when I beat DS2, and we'll give a lore. Sure, we'll um, give a lore thing. I I wonder if you'll like it as much. That's the thing, because it's it's very weird. Well, um, I enjoyed Dark Souls. I enjoy the lore thoroughly, but yeah, the gameplay is what you play. I mean, yeah, like I'm I'm sure that I'll like Dark Souls too. And going back oh, yeah, to 360 yeah. to play one. Was, oh yeah, you're gonna get to play two in sixty frames. Yeah, yeah, and it's for, gonna look so much yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that it's was, the it's the same engine still, but it'll it's it's definitely an upgrade yeah. on on PS4. Yeah, so. but then you'll have to step back to thirty for Dark Souls three. That's all right. That's <laughs> all right. But I played Blood for, Bloodborne in thirty frames. Yeah, so. but that but then three is Bloodborne's engine, so it looks yeah. real nice. Yeah, so. yeah. I I thought the engine on the three sixty for DS one looked. I was Dude, impressed. that game looked amazing. I was impressed at, with that. Yeah, when even, even six years later. Uh, yeah. So you know, I'm 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 not not harping on the graphics at all. No, it still like looks that. it still looks fine. It's, it's just the response time of when you press a button on the controller to little little dated. Yeah, a little bit. Little 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 hard to go back. Classic to. classic game. Yeah. No, I I wouldn't say hard to go back to. Just we have t- we have tighter controls now. Is is all. Yeah, and so that's one of the things like. That's one of the things Josh always complains about. Like he he said, Dark Souls One does not feel good, and you get, after, you get used to you it get used fast, to it. Yeah. But after coming back to it, it's like yeah, maybe. I mean, it wasn't perfect, yeah. but it still was like it was perfect. It was when perfect it was, at the time. Was, yeah, like yeah. that. That's the Absolutely. thing is like when it's it, amazing. It's an amazing game. Like the way the level design is in that game stacked. The way they yeah. Like it's it's like a game that you you play through an area, and. You're you're amazed at everything they put in this level, and then the 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 area kind of like wraps around itself, and you go back through, or like under or ab- up above the area that you just played through, yeah. and like it just keeps expanding. Mm. The like the level it just keeps expanding and expanding and expanding, and it's it's crazy. The like, only criticism that haters have of Dark Souls Two is that it's not that way. Uh. That's yeah. seriously the only reason people don't like Dark Souls Two. It's so a big deal. It was, it was amazing. It's in really the first cool. Game, but I will say this: a lot of the like horizontal, right? No, vertical. Sorry, I don't know my <laughs> Dir- my directions, my basic directions. <laughs> yeah, card. A lot of the vertical uh, level design made for some like. Like Blight Town, for instance. Yeah. Where they had you can just fall, fall everywhere, yeah. or like there the were great, a lot of fall, the great hollow. Things. Yeah. Which is really cool from a design standpoint, but from a gameplay standpoint, that blows. Yeah. Because you're fighting on catwalks all the time. I mean, every every level really was kind of stacked like that. Yeah. No, it was. You're right. Sense Fortress is a is a quest straight up. Straight up. Yeah. Um, 
the Great Hollow. I don't know if you're familiar with that portion of the yeah. of the game. That yeah. was a that was basically a platforming section. You had to like fall yep. on onto branches. Uh, we talked about Blight Town. Um, I mean, you, there's like there's like one or two of those in two. Otherwise, it's pretty flat. Yeah. Yeah. And I I mean it doesn't matter either way. I'm, it's just I don't need that. It was just cool. Yeah. No. It's it's very impressive. Yeah. How all of that wraps around. Yeah. But it kind of doesn't. After, like, the first, I don't know, third of Dark Souls 1, none of that really matters anymore because you're kind of then spreading out into other going areas. all over the place. Yeah, so... But a lot of the areas know. that you're going to are under the areas that you've already been. Yeah, still. yeah. Dude, there's um there's real cool, like, renditions of how that all Fits stacks together. up. Yeah, yeah. We, I should look some of that stuff yeah, up. Yeah, I've wanted, I wanted to buy a big, like, print of it for a yeah. long time because there's one that's gorgeous and it looks it's just really cool to see like yeah it actually is like all like this yeah yeah i mean i get that's one of the best things about that game that's one of the things that was groundbreaking i don't know about groundbreaking but that's one of the things where people i think were like oh my god this is a masterpiece of of art yeah, you know what I it mean? is. I think I think it's one of the best games of all time. It's um, one. It's one of my favorite. That book games. that I read, uh, the companion guide to Dark Souls. Yeah, it's like one of the things they talk about consistently is how revolutionary and how artistic the uh, just the design of of everything is. It's it's yeah. I still, I still recommend. It's it's a, it's a cool. And that's cool where I, a lot of a lore, my lore theory interpretation comes from. Yeah. So, I don't know. Cool thing. Yeah. I love Dark Souls. We love Dark Souls. Souls and coffee. Yeah. Souls and coffee. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, I think we'll we'll wrap it yeah, up. Yeah. I'm cool. Yeah. Uh. If you enjoyed listening to this, let us know at Two B One Podcast. Ten thousand fire emojis. <laughs> yeah, you can rate it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I know we have fans that like like the series, so. We spared, yeah. we spared the ones that did not. So if you enjoyed this, let us know. Uh, once again, another bonus episode with AJ. That's the only thing he does when he's on 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 I try. On I try. To, I try. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, until next time, AJ. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Yep. Bye. <laughs>